0: Okay, Houston, we've had a problem here. Say again, please. Uh, Houston, we've had a problem. Hi, I'm Andrew Wallace, and welcome to the We've Got a Problem podcast, where each week we explore inspiring stories of struggle, success, and solutions to prevalent problems and how our guests have turned a problem into an opportunity. This week I'm joined by Clarissa Burt, who's written The Self Esteem Regime. Her book is the perfect tool for quickly reassessing and regaining the confidence we may have lost during the last few years, and it offers case studies, affirmations, clarion calls, and exercises to find oneself again and forge a path back to empowering and enlightening self-confidence, something I especially need right now. (laughs) Clarissa, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Andrew. That's so great. What a great job you did writing that. That was so great. (laughs) I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to steal that from you. you didn't
0: You're didn't more than welcome to. I, I think I stole it from you. I think oh, I... Okay. So, I mean, self-esteem is one of those things that people have talked about so much off and on over the years. And I think it gets a... It gets short shrift because people go it, it, as if it's some sort of woo-woo, just everybody should feel great about themselves all the time. and And, and that's not what it is at all, is it?
1: Not at all. I mean, there are so many different facets of self esteem, what it is, what it's not. Uh, You know, I think some people would even agree that it's an old, you know, 1960s thing that was kind of bantered about. You know, it's been around forever, self esteem or the lack thereof. Uh, You know, we've always, you know, we're always in, how should I term this, in some way, shape, or form, as much as life is great. Uh, sometimes it's not. And when it's not, these are the times when we have to take a deeper look at really what's going on. And we do that because we want to be the best, you know, uh, iteration of ourselves. We want to have a phenomenal relationship with ourselves, a great relationship with everyone else uh, around us. And if you don't have your self-esteem intact by the time your feet hit the ground in the morning, I challenge that we're going to have difficulties somewhere along the way. Obviously, these last two COVID years have been very, very difficult in that uh, there's been a lot of loss. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not everyone, And certainly for me, it was a time, like for many, where, great, no more bright, shiny objects. I can't be rushing off to the latest, you know, networking event or traveling. I, I got to stay home, which meant that I could hone in and really, you know, get a lot of work done. And one of those things was this book. But for the most part, the loss that I'm talking about is loss of family, loss of friends, loss of faith, loss of self, loss of, uh, you know, our individuality, loss of money, loss of, I mean, jobs, loss of friends, just loss, this feeling of doom and gloom. And what I offer is, you know, a book, not only that we, of course, I call The Self-Esteem Regime a regime being an organized way of doing things. But this is an action plan for becoming the confident person. You were meant to be at any time of your life. Right. Um, well, you and that's, again, get- the
0: confidence is the, is the big key there, right. the confidence in yourself, because yeah. that's people, people look at so many things and they go, it's, we, we need to, we need to strike down this idea that, that everybody should feel great about everything that they do and realize that it's the confidence in your ability to figure things out right. that is so crucial right, right. That not not to say i know everything and i'm the greatest person in the world yeah. but i can figure this out i can do this I, I i can push forward
1: yeah you can you absolutely can you know I, I i think that this book as i as i was as i was saying is really hit at a great time yeah. uh, it's hit at a really good time because we're coming a little bit on the on the heels if you will of the meet two movement then we kind of went into um, you know, COVID and now it's all these different movements where especially women. And, and again, the book is written for all. In fact, the cover of my book is blue to attract more of a, of a male eye than a female eye. But it's it's, it's uh, self-esteem is one of those kinds of things that, again, you never take a test and get 100 on. Uh, e- life is going to ebb and flow around you.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, does anybody ever have perfect self-esteem? Yeah.
1: No, no, I would, I would, I would proffer no. Nobody ever has perfect self-esteem. You can certainly read a book like mine or many others that you can find in the personal growth section. And if you haven't, I urge that you do. And this is only because, again, I think a lot of us want to understand what is going wrong and more importantly, why it's going wrong. Yes. What I think we forget is that we've been indoctrinated by many different things and people, groups and associations along the way, whether it be the natal tribe, whether it be our faith, whether it be our peers, uh, whether it be the media now with social media, you know, uh, we've got a 44%, uh, depression rate and a, and a rising suicide rate in this country that is alarming. And this is mostly between and the CDC came out with this a couple of weeks ago. It's within our high school and our, and our college age kids. And so these, you know, they're finding that, you know, A lot of these children or kids, and we'll call them that children, I'm old, but you know what I mean, is that they're finding that that's just an easier way out, is to off themselves, commit suicide, or as they say today, unalive themselves. (sighs) And so a 44% rate to me, Andrew, is very alarming. Yeah, Uh, that's a
0: crisis. That's crisis level proportions.
1: This is where I say, if we were to be, first of all, I would lobby that this kind of teaching, the teaching that is in this book, uh, and it's, and it, it is, it would be so great if we could do this in schools and just kind of have this as, you know, um, Self-esteem 101. I think it, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think we should be teaching more about finances as well. Instead of some of the things that we are teaching our children, we need to be really focusing on what the true life skills are that we're going to need when we when we are out finally on our own. Nobody teaches us about relationships. No. Andrew, what we learn from uh, from uh, relationships is what we saw our parents do.
0: Right. Well, and the thing with self-esteem and any of that kind of self-learning, those basic skills, is that it translates to so many other facets of your life. Like you say, relationships, if you don't have self-esteem, you can't set healthy boundaries in a relationship. Yeah. You can't be effective to anybody else. If, if you're always trying to get everything, all your validation from somebody else, your, yeah. your confidence, your, your you're beliefs, confident. all that stuff. Right.
1: Well, your confidence, basically, if you break down the word, it's, it's with trust. So f- uh, fidance, or uh, it comes from, you know, um, and I speak Italian, sorry, it's uh, fiducia, and then it goes back to a Latin root, but it means trust in yourself you know, self-confidence. I trust in myself, uh, your identity. A lot of people have identity crises, uh, the feeling of belonging. You know, we all want to belong. We want to feel like we belong. And then the feeling of competence. These are kind of four uh, components that define, um, self-esteem esteem, and esteem and how you feel about yourself. There are, also, different kinds of self-esteem we won't get into today, but some are, you know, there's there could be an inflated self of self-esteem, and that's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about. We're not talking about narcissism. We're not talking about those that really feel worried about themselves because we might be talking about narcissism, and that's not what we talk about here. Right. But what I do want to talk about is, is why it is so important Uh, that we are feeling good about ourselves and you touched upon it just now and that is because it touches the way you perceive yourself the way you feel about yourself is 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 absolutely determining everything you do you are how you dress the car you drive all of that is all about what how you're feeling about yourself a lot of people buy their self-esteem they buy it yes they do and and, hey
0: it's a it's a it's an interesting and creative way to try to get self esteem to purchase it. It's like sure. we do that with everything else. Why not pull out the credit card and try and do it?
1: Yeah, exactly. And then we have the imposter syndrome. That's the new you know the new catchphrase now is you know the imposter syndrome is obviously feeling you know like oh, everyone else's perception of you is that you are you know you got your you know proverbial stuff together <laughs> when you walk around feeling all the time like you know you're really don't have your stuff together and that you are, you're kind of faking it. Um, And So, you know, we've got that. And a lot of people, it really creates a lot of anxiety for people as well. So there's that. Um, yeah, I think it's just important to know that, you know, nobody is born perfect and that you learn and you, you're indoctrinated as you go. And what is important is finding out the first relate, the first chapter of my book is release and each, we have 12 chapters. Each one starts with a reword and the releasing part is just gigantic. It's releasing a lot of the stuff you were taught along the way. What was it that isn't serving you? It doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter how you acquired the information. It's what is it that just doesn't resonate with you and your truth. And that's where really good, happy, healthy self-esteem starts. The problem with some of that, and I'm going to say problem very lightly, is that you're going to probably get some people's noses out of joint. Some people are going to be offended. They're going to be triggered. They're going to be hurt. And gee, mom, I love you. And I promise I'll be home for Christmas. But, you know, I'll be home for Thanksgiving dinner and I'm going to love you, mom, where you're at. But, you know, a lot of the things that I may have learned here did not are not necessary. You don't have to go back and say all these things, right? But you know that some of the things you learned at home may not be serving you or in your, uh, you know, educative, uh, you know, processes along the way, your courses, your classes, your professors, your peers, your faith may not, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, you might have been brought up in a certain faith. That I'm not saying, you know, to completely destroy your life and you know, rip it all apart and root. Re- I'm saying, where is it that you need to rebuild? Where is it that you feel that you're not living in integrity with yourself? Which is an Im- amazing word, integrity.
0: Yes, it is. Integrity is so crucial. So crucial, so crucial, and it's missing. It's
1: my big one, it's my big one, is integrity. It's living in integrity when you can look at yourself in the mirror. And by the way, we have mirror work in here, so which I'll, we'll get to in a second. But if you look at yourself in the mirror and 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 be feeling pretty good about yourself, uh, mm-hmm. because you knew you made the right decision, even though it would have been easier not to. Yeah, that's integrity, and that's where that's where the rubber hits the road. I think, Andrew.
0: Yeah, well, that's uh, th- again. Uh, as just as you're speaking, it it strikes me of how important this kind of work is now, and yeah, you know, that that's one of the questions: like, why now? We've answered that. We need it. We desperately need it. Yes, we do. the The other part of it for me is how, um, and I've I've focused on this a little bit on the show in the past with other guests, but how second handed some of our belief systems are, how, how much we've gotten from other people, yeah. and how false some of those beliefs might be. Yeah. and well, social
1: media is a great is a great uh, example of that. Now, you know, 90% of it is perception. You know, the guy running around the Lamborghini and standing in front of the mansion, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, most, of that, most of it is rented, yeah. um, which is fine. You know, it's okay. But I just want, especially our girls and all the filters that are being used to understand that, man, you, you know you think you have to be like everyone else and look like everyone else to be accepted and what the coolest thing you're going to find It may take another couple of years yet is that you get to be you you are so lucky that you get to be you and a lot of the girls that back in the day were the real popular girls and the jumping all over the place and doing all the fun things um are are some of the girls are going to be looking up to you Uh, later in life. And and it's funny how that happens. And by the way, everyone is on their own path and trajectory. And I'm not here to bash anyone. I'm just here to say uh, self-esteem 101 is never, ever, ever compare yourself to anyone. Never compare yourself to anyone.
0: Right. Well, so I I had two experiences recently, one of which was I went to my 20th high school reunion uh, (laughs) over the weekend. Right. So I was just there. It's fresh in my mind. And it's such an invitation to compare yourself to other people mm-hmm. now, and of course, also you're comparing yourself to other people in the past and and what they were like back then. And you realize so much of what we focused on in high school how when we, we were just it's total hogwash. I mean, it's junk. You, know, you go, what that was? That was that didn't matter at all. Who? It's it, how we looked. Yeah, it was all yeah, about, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, the, um, and you know who was dating who, and you know who got no. the popular girl, and who got the really cute, you know, who got the far city team guy, and all of it. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, and yeah. the other thing was I watched the documentary on Netflix about the rise and fall of Abercrombie and Fitch.
1: Oh, I didn't see that.
0: Oh, it's so it's fan, it's fantastic in a way because they talk about what Abercrombie was selling you know, in the 90s and the and the early 2000s, they were selling exclusivity, right. exclusion. Right. They wanted a very particular image and how that got them in trouble later with uh, anti-diversity, how, how they were putting people who were non-white people in the back room, in the stock room. You don't look good enough to be on the floor. They, they were doing those kinds of things and really getting themselves into trouble. Yeah. But what they sold, what they got, teens to buy into was this aspirational view of being the cool kids. Like, I want to be like that. I'm going to dress like that. I'm going to wear those clothes. And yet again, it's all external validation.
1: Yes, it, uh, external validation. And it's so funny because, you know, I've heard this said before, and that is it's self esteem,
0: right. self,
1: self esteem. It's Holding not yourself
0: not in high regard.
1: Your esteem of me. It's my esteem of me. And yeah, all the accolades <laughs> are great. Don't get me wrong. We love sure. it. Nice compliment. It feels really great. But I will tell you that you, if you, if you are ready to lead with what everyone else thinks about you, you need this book more than you think you do. <laughs> so just, you know, don't do that. Just don't do that. Just you know don't do
0: I mean? that. I mean, it's easier said than done, right? It, well, it, well, it is. This is why we need a book done. to tell That's us how to do it. it.
1: And yeah. I will tell you that the book is an easy read, but the work that you'll do in the book is not at all.
0: How long does it take? How long do you do you think it takes for somebody to really digest and work through this book? Yeah, reading it is one thing, but actually I, mean, I think it's,
1: it. I think that's an individual you know an individual choice how long it takes to read you can read it now and it's, it's my book is much like other books where you'll read it today and get something really great information out of it and then you'll read it again in six months time and you know a message will land uh, upon you you will ingest something that you didn't see the first time around you just wasn't I don't remember reading that the first time was that there because you weren't ready for that message yet right, right. So that you know that's kind of uh, the way I see this book is so it's my book is a manual. This is a mission for me, and it's a movement. This is something that I feel extremely passionate about. Uh, you know, we heard, you know, a, a Courtney love or hate these people. I, it's not that's not the way. Kourtney Kardashian last 10 days ago came out with you know I feel I get a really heavy anxiety and my self-esteem gets really low because I don't have a problem going on your show James Corden it's what they're going to say about me afterwards or uh, uh, Camila Cabello 41 million you know followers on Instagram is a Latin singer very famous and she's all you know up in her head and very anxious about the fact that the paparazzi are following her on the beach and should she have a little bit of a pooch after eating lunch you know she's that picture will go out and she's going to feel uncomfortable. Uh, who else? Uh, um, uh, this is where
0: we all want to be. These people, right? I... Jennifer
1: Lopez two days ago came out and said, "I had re- I had really fell into a, a, a part of my life where I had extreme low self esteem because I didn't win. I think it was the Oscar for Hustler." Uh, Madonna has said the same thing. These are people, and you know that millions look up to. You know, what we have for many, many years, and notwithstanding the money, the beauty, the fame, and everything else, they are just like you and me when it comes to feeling you know happy healthy self-esteem of the lack of it right Uh, here's what i do offer and that is that you know life is always going to trigger us no matter what uh it's it's just one of those things life isn't it it's going to ebb and flow and that storm is going to come by sooner or later and it's going to be a doozy now in that storm you may lose a leaf you might even lose a, a limb but you, if you are standing strong in your stead, if you know who you are, if you're doing the work, you, you know, you will not be uprooted and taken away. Right. You've,
0: you've, you've put down stronger roots, so to exactly. speak. You've, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so I mean, you talk about the importance of support groups as well in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, can you talk a little bit about yeah. who they are, what they do?
1: Yeah, I can. Absolutely. Well, as you all know, there are people that come into our lives for a reason, some for a season. And some for a lifetime. Uh, the importance of creating relationships along the way because, you know, we're born into families that we didn't choose and that they might not be the greatest support system for us. What we do need to do is find the three, four, maybe five people, if you're lucky, in, a, in your lifetime that you are going to connect with that you are going to support and they are going to do the same for you Uh, and these people are not the easiest people to find but you'll know them when you find them Uh, and i think that that's kind of one of the you know the really great things about having a relationship like that and looking or you know having that sometimes they'll just stumble upon you it'll be some you know some serendipitous kind of event or occasion where you'll find somebody that becomes a really great friend and and these are the kind of people that you know that you call who are the people and you count them right now on one hand how many people would you call three o'clock in the morning, Andrew, and they'd be there for you. How many?
0: Yeah, it's you know, probably probably two.
1: Yeah, probably two. And I think most of us answer probably two, three if you're lucky. But those are your ride or dies. Those are the people that you want to find, and those are the people that you want to care for and nurture to make sure they are in your, your life for a lifetime.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there. hopefully we all have those people, at yeah. least one of them. Yeah. because. The, you know going from 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 1 to 2 is a little easier once you have that one but going from 0 to 1
1: 0 to 1 that- is tough yeah and that's you know and there and again lies the, you know why I think it's so important that you know you have these kind of relationships let me let me offer uh, one other thought which I really love and I love to impart because I think it's just it hits home when you hear it and that is loyalty is when you have someone's back behind their back
0: yes loyalty yes. is
1: when is when is when someone has your back behind your back and i think that this is another major part of of self, self-esteem are you one of the are you one of the group that got you know in the group that's gossiping and if someone is gossiping if you're there about someone that you truly care about are you going to be man or woman enough are you going to be a man of honor and a woman of honor and make it right are you going to? And by the way, none of this mean everything is done with ease, joy, and glory. And that is to say, wait a minute, hold up, everybody. I know Susie Q really well, and I, I gotta say, she's she's one amazing human being. I mean, you know, whatever the case may be, are you are you going to be of honor right. enough to be able to stay? That I tell you right there is whether it's it and, and this should and by the way my last uh, chapter is reciprocal so the reciprocality of you know having that kind of relationship where you know you're going to defend someone and someone else may may defend you again with ease joy and glory right. um, you know we don't want to raise their voices there's no violence here just like there is no raising voices and violence when we're creating boundaries which is another super self you know self esteem uh, uh, practice right you know what, what will you and what will you not accept? Uh, you weren't born to be anybody's doorstep. That's not the way it works, <laughs> you know. Uh, doormat, forgive me, doorstep, right. doormat, um, and that's not the way it works. Uh, we are all we all are uh, deserving of love. We are all deserving of a happy home. We are all deserving of um, living uh, it, without having to live in fear.
0: Yeah. Well, that's I. I am a fan of. All those Mr. Rogers quotes that were coming out a couple of years ago when the uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood movie was coming out. And everybody was posting quotes from Fred Rogers and people misunderstood a lot of what he said in that, that, that he'd somehow created a generation of the of the me generation, the whole millennial thing.
1: I, I don't know if it was more Gen X, if I remember correctly. I mean, I I, I was too old. I'm a baby boomer, so I was right. too old to really be watching. But you have to remember that baby boomers were brought up by the greatest generation. So we came from post-war, um, you know, the post-war generation where they had nothing. So the idea that their children could have something was very important to the greatest generation. And therefore, we felt, you know, very strong in, uh, in you know, we were taught work ethic and we were taught, you know, um, to really appreciate all the things we had. There was very little in the way of feel good. <laughs> you know, we were glad to be out of the war, but a lot of the warm and fuzzy stuff didn't come along until later. And right. uh, and I think that, that there's nothing wrong with warm and fuzzy. I think that's a great place to be. I also think that it's important to live in reality. And and, and that yeah. is where, come back to present day, where reality, and we can see, especially in these last two years, if not just in the last year, six months, what reality truly is and that uh and and that is that nothing is forever nothing is uh certain uh we're all going through very some very unstable times and if you are feeling a sense of loss of anything at all or even feeling unstable uh these are the kinds of books you want to be reading yes stuff that's really um you know fortifying all the good you know, we're getting enough bad, but we cannot continue to ingest bad without counterbalancing that with good. Yes. So get your hands on stuff. I don't care, stop watching the news, stop watching, you know, negative movies, start get your head out of war movies. You know, start watching, you know, rom-coms. I don't care what you have to do. But you need to be laughing. We need to be having more human interaction and you know communication and contact. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm all about hugging. Just keep hugging people everywhere you go. If You have to wear a mask, great. But you know, I'm just saying we're, we're in a place where we're losing ourselves. Yeah. So let's make sure that we do everything. It's a critical, critical time, and you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. I, I think that was this. You know, the, the sense of that of that quote. And I'm not saying we're desperate, but I am saying it's a time where we really need to be working on ourselves because the better we are, look, we raise a collective consciousness to sound a little woo woo, but the better we are, the better, the, uh, uh, um, the better experience we're creating for ourselves, the better, uh, those will feel that are around us and hopefully we'll do the same.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the, the part of the thing for me when a lot of this is we all spent a bunch of time at home isolated from the people that, 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 that helped support us, right? We were isolated from our support system Right. and, and, and there are moments in everybody's life. I'm sure certainly in mine that you have darker moments when you're not feeling as great about what you're, what you're doing. And we got stuck at home watching all these Things on on the internet, on yeah. on on TV, of people living these fantastic lives right. that we then couldn't even participate in by proxy. Exactly. We just had to sit there and go. Well, I don't have that. I'm not this. I'm not that. Right. Where am I in my life? What am I doing? And we had the time to just marinate and <laughs> ruminate and just yeah, yeah. Ruminate. go. D- a
1: great word. Yes.
0: Go down these dark holes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it, which is of course bad in in all sorts of ways right. but to to come at it from again the you know circle back to that fred rogers quote like we were saying it's believing that you're that that you are deserving of what other people have love uh, those yes. kinds of things that yeah
1: to be and, loved to be respected to be you know honored if you will I mean there's so many different uh, things uh, again boundaries that we should be yeah. creating because you know knowing what you will and will not accept it's not okay to live in a toxic relationship I also collaborate as a spokesperson for uh, DomesticShelters.org org here in the United uh, in the in the U S and there are some also in Canada I think there are up to 3,500 shelters now. And there was a huge uptick in uh, domestic violence because yep. now the abuser was at home during yes. COVID. So COVID was really a very, very, not only was it making people sick physically, but I think it really did uh, um, lend itself to mental um illness as well. When I say depression, when I say anxiety, when I you know talked before about, yeah, we as adults were going down the rabbit hole. I mean, we were really having difficulties, you know, psychologically for some of us, it was difficult, right? Can you imagine your high school kids who don't have the tools, who don't have the resources, who really are still trying to find themselves in this crazy ass world we're living in now? I hope I could say that word
0: sorry. You can. You're more welcome yes. to.
1: <laughs> But I mean, in this world where there is very little in the way of certainty, let me tell you, you can find it not only in my book, but you can find it in yourself. And and um, and so that's what we talk about in the book. We talk, there's a lot of exercises in here. If you do the work, and I really urge you to do the work, continue to do the work on yourself. There is a plethora of information on YouTube. You can just, you know, watch real some really great information, listen to great information, have uplifting podcasts, you know, that you're listening to no matter whenever you can, no matter where you are. You, there's a counterbalance. If not, I would say get 90% of the good stuff in. And if you have to listen to the 10% because you want to know what's going on in the world, great, go do that. And I'm not saying this is not about putting your head in the ground either. You, do, you have got to keep yourself afloat.
0: Balance. Balance ever, is yeah, the key. Because you, you can' can't be you can't be in the ocean.: That's right.
1: Without the right. life raft. Absolutely. Right. You cannot continue to take in, listen to and ingest all the bad stuff, because that that'll take you down. It's like living without light. Yeah. You know, I see people living in kind of darkish houses and I walk in and I go, oh, my God, how? Don't, why aren't they pulling oh, the drapes open and opening up the blinds and light, light, light? So find what works for you. Get the happy, healthy in. Get in the light. Walk in the sunlight. Get out and take walks. Get into nature. Get back to yourself. I urge you, I beg you, do this because um, I'm very, I get real passionate about this stuff
0: it's clear and I, I i believe it. i'm i'm right there with you and then i'm going, well i i need to work through this book myself. i mean we all again everybody all think- read this book now. go get it.
1: i'm going to it's- tell you something that i didn't think I, I would even admit, but i'm going to i'm going to tell you this book for me apart from the fact that it was cathartic, it was a cathartic process for me as well. Um, it, it uh, since the book has published, i have been put honestly i've had three or four major major life decisions, put it more that was my romantic life or work life or, a, 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 you know, every one of them in some way, shape or form, a form of betrayal, Some, um, you know, my work life, meaning a huge paycheck. Um, uh, love, like I thought I had never lived before. And this is just in the last month. Um, betrayal with work, uh, friends that were a little more biting, that um, I was right, you know, like, why are you always still wearing your hair so long? You think you're still a you think you're a teenager? You know, this kind of stuff. <laughs> and whereas I was, you know, all of this would have triggered me into the nth depression degree of the, for so long in my life. And I wrote the book and the universe went, Okay, all right, cool. Ready? <laughs> because if you're gonna teach it and preach it, right. we need you to walk the walk and talk the talk. Which I'm so happy to say I have, because I stood up for what was right for me and what was my truth, and the fact that I truly do live, uh, and I I really offer uh, it up for everyone to be a better person tomorrow than you are today, no matter what that means.
0: Boy, that and but that's that's the that's the goal. Just make be a better person tomorrow than you are today. If we everybody. could do that, if everybody could do that, in very short order, we would greatly improve our our lives actually yeah. full stop and also our satisfaction with them.
1: Well, first of all, you owe it to yourself.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, you just Again, you're
0: them. worth it. You're worth it. Do it. That's, yeah. the, that's, the, that's the starting thought is people yeah. don't believe they're worth
1: Here's the other thing, on. Andrew, and then I'll shut up, I promise. But here's what I really love. This, this whole thing, of, I'm enough. I am enough. You are enough. We are enough. Everybody's enough. And then you look up enough and it says as much as is required. Enough by definition means as much as is required. Now, I don't know about you, Andrew, but I know about me, and I know that I am so much more than enough. Right. Enough is not enough of a word to describe what I want everyone else to feel Yeah. by reading my book, by reading other personal uh, growth books, by do, by being a better person more than you are today.
0: Yeah, I, that's I. I had that's a that's a mind blowing thought that when have you ever wanted just the minimum that's required? Right. You know, Never. that's, that. that's what I want from a server in a restaurant is absolutely the minimum that's required. Exactly. I want people complying to the minimum that's required yeah. for the health code not to get shut down. Right. I, that's right. No more yeah. than I, exactly. and you are more than enough. That's, Fantastic.
1: You are so much more than enough. We are all so much more than enough. And I, and, I, and I want to shake it into people sometimes. But it's their process. It's it's their path. And they have to, you know, they have to, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like anything else in life, you know, they have to come to the realization. And sometimes you won't pick up a book like mine until you've really hit rock bottom. Right. You know?
0: Well, and that's uh, making a case for, again, for people who, the people who, who, are willing to do it the least or the people who need it the most because they haven't gotten to the place of having enough self-esteem to believe that they're worth focusing on. And
1: and funnily enough, going back to high school, you remember, she's so conceited. She's so conceited. Those are the people that are the most, that need self-esteem the most. The other thing that I really like to leave you with is just not to betray your conscience. You know, live up to your best potential, big or small, Whatever, you know, whatever the, the little increments that you're going for on a daily basis, live up to every one of them, but never betray your conscience.
0: That's so key. And so many people struggle with that one as well. Mm-hmm. Just-
1: Who are you, Andrew, when no one else is in the room and nobody else is yeah. looking? Are you doing the right thing all the time, the right thing?
0: don't well, that, your conscience. Yeah, and I I to be honest, I think a lot of people don't always have a clear view of where the boundaries are with their conscience. You know, what 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 matters to them as far as values, they kind of do, but they haven't Yeah, I they haven't sat right. down and and thought through it of really what where the line is. That's that's what it's like Look, I, I here's I'm I'm not willing to go beyond that. I don't feel good about that. Yeah. Uh, and
1: that's where the work is, and therein lies the conundrum. The work is in getting you know your self esteem, getting it intact, getting it on track, and making sure that you are doing
0: the yes. right
1: thing. Yeah. You know, that is by you and by others. You know, again, I said, you know, self esteem one one is not comparing yourself to, to anyone else. But you know, self esteem one oh two is you know always doing one oh two is do something good for somebody else. Okay, that always makes us feel great. Uh do you know, set it and forget it kind of thing, just do something good. That's a, maybe self-esteem one oh three is what right. I'm talking about. And that is always do the right thing.
0: Yeah. So real quick, because we're getting to the end here, but I want to give people a, a free preview. What are the four pillars of self esteem in your opinion? Look
1: okay, so look good. Feel good, be good, and greater good. Look good, it's subjective, you know, as long as you can walk out the door. And by the way, don't shoot the messenger, but we're all judged by the way we look. We just are. You know, it's, it's just human nature. Uh, it's the way we, you know, it's kind of, it's almost, you know, it's, it's imprinted in the DNA. I mean, we go after those that we find attractive. We want to attract those that we find attractive. So look good, whatever that means to you. Uh, Is something very important. Feel good, diet, exercise, nutrition, brain health, it all works as one, and making sure that you are, uh, you know, that you're ingesting the foods that are really nourishing your body, your mind, and your soul. And feel good, uh, sorry, feel good, be good is your finances, your leadership, relationships uh, you know, your business, you know, where are you with everything else that's going on in your life? So the processes, uh, the, uh, systems, uh, the, the, the time you're spending with others, the be good stuff. Like I want to be a good mother. I want to be a good father. I want to be a good friend. I want to be good in business. I want to be in, you know, whatever drives you to be, you know, your number one for Mm -hmm. you and then greater good, Paying it forward, paying back, you know, tithing, volunteering, and again, doing the right thing. Hold the elevator door open for somebody. I know you're in a hurry. Do it anyway. It doesn't matter. Help the lady down the stairs with the baby carriage because you can see she's struggling. Yeah. Stand up in public transportation for the pregnant woman or for the elderly. Do the right thing. These were things that we were I was taught as a child that I... I think many have forgotten these days. Well, I...
0: I, I, I liken it to, um, and it's the perfect way of assessing, in my mind, and it's, again, I, maybe a judgment, but of whether somebody is a good person is whether they take the shopping cart back to the little corral at the grocery store.
1: <laughs> like I feel so guilty if I don't, and so I do every time. Because
0: you're, but it's also doing the right thing for the guy, like, why do I need to make somebody else's job more complicated? Right. if they have to go through the parking lot and pull all those carts together and and try and corral them right. now it takes some extra time it takes me incrementally almost no time to turn and go Second. there's the one it goes there Second. that's the right thing to do it is it, right most people it is. don't but it's right. it just feels like the right thing to do
1: and and, and let me offer that up you know if we would you know the road rage thing just let them in oh just let stop you know, let them out of a parking lot, let them into the line, let do something. kind. If you could do one little teeny weeny thing like that of kindness every day, and I hope you do more. But if you were to do that one,
0: yeah.
1: you know, you're going to feel a little really kind of, you know, it's a little thing, but you're feeling good about yourself. That was kind. You did a, an act of kindness, but you're going to make someone else's day too. You can make somebody else. sometimes, you know, Andrew, honestly, it's just something as simple as a smile. It's hey. the little things too. You know, when I say do something good for someone, I don't think it's broad stroke. It doesn't have to be, you know, saving the world. It just means do the right thing. Do a little, yeah. something kind.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, in Closeout, you underline living in a state of gratitude. Yes. And who would you like to thank?
1: Oh, my gosh. I'd like to thank, uh, you know, my mother for keeping me. Um, you know, back in 1958 when I was conceived, she was just out of high school. And out of wedlock, and that wow. was not a good thing, <laughs> you know. And I, and I, and my mom, you know, had to make some very quick decisions as a very young girl coming from an Irish Catholic family, where her father was one of sixteen children. So she quickly became the black sheep, and uh, and and was, you know, lived in quite a bit of shame for that for a while. I'd like to think that, you know, that she is so proud of me now, and the work that I've done and the work that I am doing, uh, she realizes that what she did by keeping me was the right thing. And I said to her, mom, why, why did you keep me? You know, why, you know, she said, well, to be honest, she said abortion didn't really exist back then and it was nothing more than coat hangers in a dark alley, you know, back room somewhere. Uh, and I, but she said, you know, that those were our options in the day and I honestly never thought about it. You know, I made my bed, see what I did there. And, and I had to lie in it, see what I did there. And so there you go. Uh, you know, that was that that I do a lot of what I do, uh, because my mother also, uh, you know, got into a relationship. Uh, she did marry my father and he was a very, very, he was narcissistic. He was an alcoholic and and very abusive. So in order to move forward with this man, my mother took many a whack, (laughs) And um, and so did we as children. So I really I do want to always um, be living in gratitude for the fact that I am here to carry these kind of messages forward and to thank mom for, you know, doing what she felt was the right thing to do.
0: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Clarissa, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate it. It's a fascinating conversation. If you haven't checked out the book, everybody make sure to get a copy of The Self-Esteem Regime.
1: I want to say it's in Barnes & Noble. I'm doing the book signings around the country right now. Okay. So that is really exciting too, Andrew. It's not it's not self-published. It's Roman and Littlefield. It's 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 on Kindle, it's on Audible, and and so to be in the bookstores when bookstores are dwindling <laughs> for me was just another really crowning moment. So I'm thrilled to walk into the stores and see my book right next to Deepak Chopra and Joe Dispenza and Brené Brown. You know, because like, we're all in the C's and B's and B's. Right. It's, just an, it's an extraordinary moment when I walk into Barnes & Noble and my book is there. This is my life's work.
0: Congratulations. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a great Thanks. time. And until next time, Thanks. I'm Andrew Wallace, and we don't have a problem. We've got an opportunity.